Jesus, we thank you that you came for us. God, thank you for sending your son. Thank you that we can celebrate this evening and tomorrow an incredible celebration that you gave your son for us, Father. We thank you and we honour you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome. It's Christmas Eve. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Isn't it beautiful and hallowed? Beautiful atmosphere in this place. Some are a little bit tired. I did speak to a few and feeling, feeling a bit like we want to crawl into bed. But it's lovely to come in and, and enjoy Christmas Eve together. And welcome. Welcome if you are out of the city or out of the country. I met some beautiful people all the way from Germany. So welcome to you. First Christmas away from family. And they're here with us as a family. So that's very special. Wow. And I met someone else from China as well and someone from a lovely couple from Wellington. So if you are here visiting with us today, welcome. We pray that you have a beautiful evening with us and a fantastic day tomorrow. Sheridan, you've got something that's I've a favourite of yours. I've got my favourite for you tonight because it's officially Christmas. So you actually look really good. I can't see you except for no. the glow things, which look really yeah, cool. Yeah, wave your glow things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stunning. There you are. Stunning. Oh, I can see you. Very good. Well, I get the privilege of doing the Christmas cracker jokes. Someone tried to take my job this year and I told her no. Mine. I wanted to tell a joke. So why are Not pianos loud. so noble? Why? You know you've got to laugh, hey? <laughs> yeah, good. Because they're either upright or grand. <laughs> you you, you can laugh better than grand. that. <laughs> you can laugh better. Which hand should you use to stir your tea? Neither. Oh, I thought that you meant your hand in the cup. <laughs> Neither. Oh! You use I a, got it right. You use a spoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did the neurotic pig say to the farmer? What? You take me for granted. 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 Last one. I'm going to spare you. Where does Tarzan buy his clothes? Where? At a jungle sale. <laughs> Good, eh? <laughs> Haven't you just waited all year for those? <laughs> I do. It's one of the highlights of the... I must live a sad life. It's one of the highlights of the year. Anyway, Merry Christmas. It's great to see you tonight. Yeah. Enjoy your evening with us. We're going to look to the screen for a little clip.
I would like to put in a request of this amazing team up here. That first song, Oh Holy Night, I wait all year for that. I want to do that one again. Is that okay? Yeah, what do you reckon? So wave, wave your glow sticks while we sing. Yeah, wave or your wrist or your... Wave your glow sticks and that would be amazing. Thank you, Tyra and team.
ones you can put in the car, isn't it? Or like tonight, you can sing it like you're one of the famous three tenors. You probably don't sound like them, but in your head, you may. Thanks, guys. That was beautiful. Well, Merry Christmas. It doesn't seem that long since we were here, eh, for Christmas. Man, it's come around fast this year. But this year, my title is Activate, well, it's not really, it's Act 2. Scene one. Act two, scene one. Jesus. But before I go there, this seems like the prime exact time for another couple of jokes. Who groaned? <laughs> See, I don't care if you groan because it's just, this is my only chance. Tonight and tomorrow morning. That's it. Why did the golfer wear an extra pair of trousers? Just in case he got a hole in one. 
Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Hey, that is good. Yeah, yeah. These are dad jokes, really. But anyway, what did baby corn say to mummy corn? Where's popcorn? <laughs> That's enough. They really aren't that good, are they? But I do have an endless supply. Hey, Linda, can you pop that video up for me, please? Turn your eyes to the screen for a couple of minutes. Lindsay Sterling plays the violin in theatres that are packed full of people.
people that pay a lot of money to go and see her, people that will do anything to get in front of her performances because she's quite unique in the way she plays. She's incredible. She's acclaimed around the, the planet for her gift. Yet she stands in a train station and plays with exactly the same gift, with the same feeling, and nobody notices her. In fact, you see in quite a few of the pictures there, they didn't even lift their heads from their phones. And she's playing her heart out, and everybody's missed her. And I was watching that, and I thought, how much do we miss because we're not tuned in, not tuned in, or because we're not paying attention? I wonder this Christmas, do you see the gift? Do you see the gift? Or not? Maybe you've missed the gift entirely this Christmas. Maybe you haven't quite worked it out yet. But Christmas is a celebration of all celebrations. Christmas is that time that we celebrate Jesus, the greatest gift the planet's ever known, coming to planet Earth and starting to live his life here. Stats vary, but if you do some homework, you'll come up with similar to what I've got here. Did you know there's over 2 billion people around the world in the next sort of 40, 48 hours? That's one in every three people will be celebrating God, will be celebrating Jesus this Christmas. I think that's pretty cool. I think if I was God, I'd be pretty happy about that. No, one in three you're celebrating. On the other hand, if I was God... I may be a little disappointed with that if I personally had one-third of my kids turn up to say happy birthday, I might be feeling slightly disappointed. I might be wondering if they'd missed something. But one-third will be. And I guess if you're here tonight, there's a high chance that you are one of those one in three. However, you may not be. You may be one of the other two or three. And maybe you're just here tonight because you're visiting family, you're with, your, you're with family for Christmas, and you're trying to keep everyone happy and do the right thing. And so, hey, you find yourself here tonight. Good on you. Welcome. A special welcome to you. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here and um, that you've taken the time to be here. And um, I trust you're enjoying your night. So many seem to miss the gift. And sadly, often it's for the craziest or the most illogical reasons that people refuse the gift or they don't want to see it. There are others that um, have decided to push the gift aside because it's been so poorly represented to them. And for that, I'm truly sorry, but Tonight, I hope you can catch something of the gift of Christmas, something of the gift of Jesus Christ, something of the beauty of Christmas, something of the hope of Christmas, of the love of Christmas, of, of the meaning, the true meaning of Christmas. Can I get you to pop that slide up, Linda? I found this on um, Facebook. Made me a bit sad, really. We should forgive our enemies. Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, that's beautiful. Buddha, we should forgive our enemies. Wow, that's deep. Jesus, we should forgive our enemies. Oh no, religion. 
I don't know what reaction's going on in you tonight, but I really hope it's not the bottom one. I hope just for a little time, well, let's make a deal. Let's put religion right aside for the night, eh? Let's just put religion out the side here. Any thought of that, because I know for a fact that God hates religion. God's all about relationship. That's what he's about. That's what Christmas is about. That's what God's about. He's about relationship with each of us. And really, your opinion doesn't bother me too much. I want to look at the Bible tonight a little bit. And uh, it gives us the truth. It gives us the lowdown on Christmas. It gives us the truths about God. And he's always been about relationship. So I look through the Bible. I see, and I, I look at human history. I, I see that it's clearly broken into three acts. We've got act one, creation. Genesis chapter one in the Bible. In the beginning, God created. Then we have act two. Christmas, the birth of Jesus, finishes at Easter, Act 2, with the cross. Then there's Act 3, which is the time that we're living in now, the time since the cross. It's the time where we're waiting for the return of Christ. It's the time that looks forward into eternity, the things yet to come. It's the time that uh, marks when God's kingdom will reign supreme. Act one was a beautiful thing. Can you imagine how spectacular act one was? In the beginning, God created. You imagine what that would have been like when he called trees into place, when he placed the sun and the moon in their places, when he divided the land and the sea, when he created the animals, when he brought everything into being into its place. Now, I know if you're not walking with God, you might be looking at that whole creation thing and going, oh, that's a bit far-fetched. But I challenge you to really think it through because to me it takes far, far more faith to think that one day a couple of rocks collided and bang, and it all happened than to actually acknowledge God and go, my goodness, intelligent design. There is a creator of the universe. Act one was incredibly spectacular. And then to top it all off, he made people. The crowning glory of creation was the person sitting next to you. Amazing, eh? Isn't that incredible? The crowning glory of creation, and we were to be the focus of his love, the attention of his love, and the intention of his love. Then, like people do, we made a mess of it. We diverted from divine purpose. The Bible calls that sin. And then the rest of Act 1 is really about the mess that we got ourselves into and how that plays out. However, scattered throughout the Scriptures, throughout the Bible, there's various promises of hope to come. There's promises of a solution to come. And this was written in Isaiah chapter 9. This was written about 700 years before Jesus was born. For a child was born to us, 
A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this Hamilton, uh, this Hamilton <laughs> make this happen. It's talking about Jesus. He's the star of the show at Christmas time. It's talking about Jesus. We go to Psalms chapter 22 and from verse 16 it says, My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all of my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and they throw dice for my clothing. It's talking about Jesus again, but this time it's talking about Easter. It's talking about the cross. The Jewish people knew all these promises. There are over 300 prophetic promises in the Bible that a Messiah would come. The Jews were looking for him, but would they recognize the gift when it arrived? Act two, scene one, lights, camera, action. This is it, Christmas. Christmas is scene one of act two. Let me read to you from Matthew chapter one. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Joseph, or when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Christmas starts, Act 2, and some 33 years later, at Easter, Act 2 concludes. Here's the bit that I find the most challenging about Act 2. Most of the people who should have known what was happening missed it completely. I wonder if you've recognized what's right before us this Christmas. 
wonder if there's something going on at Christmas that you haven't recognized. I wonder how many of us will go through Christmas looking, wanting, hoping to find some kind of fulfillment, some kind of peace, some kind of hope, but we'll miss it completely. Despite popular belief, the greatest gift of Christmas is not the presents. Sorry. It's not the people. It's not the food, although the food will probably be very good. It's not the holidays. It's not even family. The greatest gift of Christmas is God. Act 2, scene 1, his name is Jesus. Jesus is the greatest gift of Christmas. Let me read to you from 1 John, verse, uh, 1 John chapter 4. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we've seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we come face, but when we come face, sorry, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. When we're given a special gift, I don't know about you, but when, when I'm given a special gift, I take time to unwrap it. I want to take my time. I don't want to rush it. I want to actually take time to unwrap it. I want to experience the gift, not just whip it open. And then we take time to look at it. We might like to try it. And then we'll treasure it. Have you missed the gift this Christmas, or have you got hold of it? 
I invite you to take time to unwrap it, to look at it, to try it, to treasure it this Christmas. Have you missed the gift or have you got it? And if you've got it, what are you going to do with it? I want to play you a song in a moment, Christmas Carol, Silent Night. And uh, this will be the conclusion of our gathering tonight. You can go off into the night as we conclude. But as I play it to you, I really am just trying to create an atmosphere tonight for you to pause and ask yourself, have I got the gift this Christmas or have I missed it? Now, am I like with the violin player? Is it like I'm sitting at the train station and I don't even know what's going on around me? Or is it like I'm sitting in the theater and I'm listening to a perform and I'm taking in every note and every sound and every movement on the stage, making the most of every moment? Because Christmas is that gift. If you haven't got it, can I really encourage you over the next day or two, tomorrow particularly, to think about the gift of Christmas. Ask the questions. Do the homework. Go back to that slide. Don't let popular opinion dictate what you think. Do the homework. Look at the gift yourself. Unwrap the gift yourself. Do some work on it. Look into it. Treasure the gift yourself and see what you can find. And if you've already got the gift, how about thinking about what you can do with the gift this Christmas? Let me pray and then I'll go and play. God, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that you are the gift at Christmas time, and I thank you that you are available to each of us who want to look in your direction. Father, for those here tonight that may not be walking in close relationship with you, who may not be able to call Jesus their personal Lord and Savior, I ask that as they ask questions tonight, you would make yourself known. And I ask that each of us would have ears to hear what you're saying, what you're doing. Father, I pray your blessing this Christmas on every person, every household represented, every family represented, that this would be a blessed Christmas. Father, I pray that it would be a safe Christmas, that it would be a healthy Christmas. I pray that it would be a Christmas that is marked with peace. And Lord, I pray that on this silent night, this holy of nights, when we remember the arrival of Jesus Christ, I pray that each of us would hear your voice tonight, that there would be a divine connection take place tonight. Lord, that there would be a receiving of the greatest gift 
that's ever been given. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you just to spend a few minutes and ponder, have you received the gift or have you missed it?
Merry Christmas. Merry Have a Christmas. great Christmas.
Comfort and joy.